A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story on a boss who just can't stop calling their employees at their home after hours. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, sure, give me the traffic violation ticket. Long time lurker, first time poster, this happened in the Philippines. Three years ago, I was driving to get some lunch for me and my co-workers. I stopped at an intersection with a traffic light, I was to turn left, and made sure to stop before the yellow intersection box. There were no painted markings on the road apart from the intersection box. This is important. Whilst waiting for the light to turn green, a traffic enforcer suddenly knocked on my window and told me that I've stopped my car beyond the white stop line for cars. Basically, the enforcer said that I was impeding the pedestrian crosswalk. My coworker, seated in the passenger seat, and I checked through the car windows, and we cannot see any painted lines on the road apart from the intersection box. The enforcer guided me to turn left and made me stop at the side of the road. It was lunchtime, and it's common for some traffic enforcers here to ask for bribes for people to get out of violations. The following conversation then went as follows. They said, you know why I stopped you? I said, no, please enlighten me. They reply, you stopped within the pedestrian lane. I said, even though there were no clear markings on the road? They say they're there, clear as day. Very, very faded, but still there. Me, getting the hint that the enforcer is asking for bribes, said... Okay. The enforcer said, Do you want me to give you a ticket? I said, Yes, please. You are an enforcer of the law. If you tell me that I made a violation, then I completely trust your authority. I apologize for the driving error I made. So, please write your ticket, give it to me, then I'll immediately settle my fines. Thank you also for letting me know that I committed a mistake, and I will make sure to not do it again. Enforcer suddenly had a Pikachu face, realizing that he won't be getting a bribe from me. After 10 seconds of stunned silence, he just said, Get the heck out of here. I drove off with my lunch intact, money intact, and two bouts of howling laughter, courtesy of myself and my coworker. I'd be willing to bet gambling like this would still have maybe close to a 50-50 prospect, because you might upset this guy who's literally only fishing for a bribe enough that they're willing to go and get that ticket written up for you. I don't know how it works in the Philippines, maybe you could fight it as long as it like details where you were when it happened. Or, you know, you could just take the violation I suppose and pay it and take it as a cost of not paying the bribe. Though I have heard stories of cops remembering certain vehicles who don't pay the bribes, so hopefully that area isn't kind of like that. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome malicious compliance stories, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is the unintended cost of stupid corporate travel policies. I used to fly a lot for work. My record year was more than 250,000 miles on just my favorite airline. Then the company I worked for was bought by another company with a much more restrictive, actually oppressive, travel policy. We could only book coach class with the new company, and it couldn't be more than $100 over the cheapest airline serving a particular airport. I would usually fly out of FLL, PBI, or MCO, and only once in a blue moon, MLB. 
With the new policy, I was pretty much forced to use Southwest, Spirit, Frontier, and the likes, and this is now where MLB was standing out. After the big financial crash in 2008, there was only one airline left in MLB for many years, and that was Delta, which happened to be my favorite airline. So instead of a $600 ticket on Delta out PBI because there was a $400 one on one of the cheap airlines, I followed the travel policy and booked a $1,400 coach ticket out of MLB. Our travel policy also did not allow us to book first class. When you travel on short notice, however, it is quite possible that there's discounted first class still available, while all the remaining coach seats are full fare. In other words, the first class ticket is cheaper than the coach ticket. So I would make sure I book my flight in compliance with the corporate travel policy, and then contact the airline to adjust my booking turning that expensive coach seat into a first-class seat, plus getting the difference in Delta dollars. Too bad our corporate policy required us to also book non-refundable fares, lol. This is what happens when a grumpy bean counter creates a corporate travel policy. Later, they only wanted us to book through Amex Travel Service so that Amex would enforce the policy. More than once, I heard comments like, I've never seen such a stupid policy. And quite often they would book a flight for me overriding their no first class when first class was less expensive. Or they would recommend to me to do exactly what I did in the past. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Booking the expensive in policy flight and then deal with the airline directly to make it better. It's their money to be stupid with, I suppose. It's just weird that they're so insistent on micromanaging, but at the same time, they don't actually understand what all is even going on. In fact, if they wanted to like truly micromanage, they should just have this bean counter actually be the one scheduling things. They should just have somebody who submits what time they need a flight and just get fed back what flight or whatever they're going to go on. You want to truly control things and cut costs down? Our next story is unnecessary meetings here's your expensive bill my company works with a customer that has a factory two and a half hours away from us we've been working with them for years now and we've been at the factory a couple of times at the start of the project everyone at the customer works at that factory we're in charge of migrating paper trail to digital documents for a company that has like four warehouses of full paper trail documents the solution has been working for some time last week they asked us for a meeting My boss said, okay, online, whenever you want. They said they wanted an in-person one that we should go to the factory. My boss didn't want to, so he said, if we go, I'll have to bill you for the time. They said yes. So Monday morning, my boss and the tech in charge of the process head down there. The meeting lasts exactly 15 minutes. 
It could have been solved in exactly two paragraphs and one email. Since they're there, Tech asks the client to show them the paper trail warehouses and a tour of the factory. They happily comply. Overall, the meeting that could have been 15 minutes or two emails lasted five hours of travel, plus three hours touring there, plus the food. Guess who's getting billed 16 hours of work and the food for a 15-minute meeting? Honestly, I think this is more preferable to the alternative that I've heard most people complain about, which is where something really could just be an email, it turns into some virtual meeting call all the time. Like as if there's some necessity to turning on the cameras and talking when it could have been a two-sentence email. Our next story is, charge me a fee to pay online? Enjoy your trip to the bank. The property manager for my apartment recently changed hands, and the new company has a policy where if you don't set up auto pay, they will charge you $10 to pay via a one-time ACH. Every time. I feel extremely uncomfortable having such a large payment on auto pay, as I like to ensure my bank account is funded and they didn't charge me incorrectly. However, you can still pay by check with no fee, and their office is only two doors down, so it's pretty simple to drop it off. Also, I love that it takes them around a week to cash the check, so it doesn't come out of my account right away. I'm 90% sure that they do in fact drop these checks off due to the copy of the endorsed check I see online. Either way, they aren't getting their money instantly, so I view it as a win either way. If only everyone started paying by check again, we could show these freakers not to charge senseless greedy fees. If there's a logical reason why they should charge for an ACH but not for an auto pay of an ACH, let me know. To me, it seems like it's the same type of transaction. 100% this is why you go back to the archaic caveman ways of checking if you can pay by physical check or money order. I have people close to me in my life who have a payment that there's no other way to pay easily by like card or whatnot without a fee. So they intentionally go to the store every month or so that they have to make that payment get a money order for the approved amount, and mail it off. I mean, hey, you're going to go to the store every month at some point, right? Might as well just grab the money order. It's not like you're really losing time. The biggest scams that always irk me is when you have to pay a big fee for something and you want to just pay it online, like a cable bill or an internet bill, and because they have to pay some small like 2.5% processing fee to the credit card companies, they pass that on to you five times and charge you like a 10% credit card or convenience fee. Love when they use the word convenience fee. Our next story is, just book a car out. Great idea. I work in a large organization within a team that is on the road and on the move almost full time. Naturally, we have a car assigned to our team, That was until a new fleet manager started and decided that we should instead be utilizing the car booking system and sold our car. The car booking system is basically this. If you have a take-home vehicle as a part of your package, you must have it on the car booking system so that anyone who may need a vehicle to run an errand can book a car and take it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Guess who has a take-home vehicle? 
the fleet manager. So he started booking it out full time, and when he needs to run an errand, he has to book someone else's car. He officially hates us and definitely knows we are being malicious, but he can't really do anything about it. It honestly would not surprise me if there's like some really dumb policy that tries to get passed where if one car was recently booked, all of a sudden it's on some kind of cool down or managers get priority or something, I don't know. Our next story is time tracking salaried workers is ridiculous. My company decided to install time tracking software on everything a few years ago but didn't make a big deal out of it. When asked, management said to not worry about it and keep doing your normal workday. Recently, time worked has become a bigger issue. HR is coming down hard on everyone I know. According to them, we're only working 50% or less of our required hours. This didn't make any sense because the work is still getting done and everyone is still online all day. Because of time being a bigger issue, I started tracking my time very carefully. I was logging over 9.5 hours of work a day but only getting credit for maybe half that. Cue malicious compliance. I tested a bunch of different scenarios and learned what is tracked and what isn't. Scheduled meetings are always tracked, so now I'm in a meeting every minute of my normal workday. And once I hit the 8 hour mark, no matter what I'm doing, I drop it and quit for the day. This has started to affect how much is being done in total on a weekly basis, but I'm finished with working for free. Edit. For clarification, we already use timesheets and software to track projects and time spent working on specific parts of projects. This is manually entered every week with manager review required. I've also been 100% remote for the majority of my employment, over 10 years. For this to be an issue now is definitely sending big red flags and killing any support I had for my company. I also fall under the exemption for labor laws that don't permit unpaid overtime for salaried workers white collar and make too much money. I mean, I imagine there could be a company that comes along that maybe changes this general rule, but I think this does highlight a general rule that you should follow where you gotta look out for yourself, right? Loyalty to a company only goes as far as to the company's willingness to appreciate that. This next story is, can't get paid overtime? Don't call us outside of work hours. I'm sorry, I didn't mention English is not my first language and that my grammar is bad. Also need to add my last workplace is a home health agency where we coordinate with nurses and therapists on field when visiting patients. Dawn is director of nursing, Alt Dawn is alternate director of nursing, and admin is administrator. Ready for another story about my ex-boss? For the longest time working at the previous home health, I've noticed some co-workers would work a couple of minutes past end of shift. From my understanding, this was to prevent any field agents contacting whoever's on call until the next day. Now, quick backstory, the person on call is the boss, aka owner, Don, admin, etc. One day we had a conference meeting that the boss wasn't happy some of us were working past work hours and made a statement to clock out exactly at the time we close for the day. Of course, that meant she refuses paying us overtime if we're working over 8 hours. So since our work hours are Monday to Friday, 8 hours each day, we have to make the best of it being productive within those hours. Why emphasis about the days and hours you ask? Since the calls have been transferred to on-call, which is the boss, this also means she's responsible taking calls until office opens. You'd think she'd know the basic knowledge what to say or instruct when someone calls. Wrong. She'd basically call one of us late at night to assist her with any issue and it usually takes one to two hours tops to finish assisting the issue. 
Here's the malicious compliance. One day, half of the co-workers were on vacation and were understaffed. We finished work for the day and transferred calls to the boss. At this time, I wasn't feeling so good and I wanted to rest for the remainder of the evening. It wasn't even 8pm and I received a call from my boss. I said, hello ma'am? She said, oh good, I'm able to reach you on time. I said, okay, what's wrong? They said, I need you to call this patient and... I said, I'm sorry, I cannot do that at this time. I will follow up in the morning. They said, no, this needs to be done now. I said, I understand ma'am, but I cannot work outside hours as you officially said. I will follow up on this patient in the morning. They reply, I did not pay you to be stuck up. Now help me or you won't work for me anymore. I replied, but don't you remember what you told us? Because we cannot work overtime and it's past work hours, we cannot assist. This issue with the patient will be done as soon as I come into the office tomorrow. Hangs up. The next day I come into the office and the alternate director of nursing arrives in time asking what happened last night. I explained to her the scenario and she took my side. We had a three-way call with the boss and the alt don gave her a long lecture how she told everyone we are not to be bothered after work hours, even when she told us we cannot work overtime. The shivers I can hear from her side of the call belittle her. After that, we were allowed to work an extra 15 minutes with extra pay past work hours to complete whatever needs to be done. She slowly stopped contacting us late at night, but would bug the alt dawn instead. And the issue she wanted me to assist with the patient? The patient couldn't find their pillbox and ended up finding it later in the morning. So what the actual fudge? Yeah, I mean bottom line, if I'm going to work or working for you and you start calling me and bothering me on my own time when I'm not on work hours, I'm going to start demanding that I get some kind of on-call hours. You can't just expect me to be on-call for you all the time. I know it's 2023 and everybody has a cell phone and everybody's always reachable, but that doesn't mean I'm tech support 24-7 for free. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.